Welcome to the Hill City Church Podcast. We are a church family located in Springfield, Missouri. You can learn more about us and support our ministries at hillcitysgf.org. Good morning, Hill City Church. Listen, I know Jarrell talked about it. It is Baptism Sunday. We have three next gathering. I would love to have as many of you as possible stick around uh, for those baptisms. Uh, and we definitely want to celebrate that. So, I don't even know where to start today. Let's pray. Actually, I do. God, we love you, and you are welcome here. We want you to get your glory here. We want to honor you in this place. Uh, yeah, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I guess let's do this. Um, I, I just want to just, let's imagine, we do this a lot. Let's imagine with me you're at, a, you're at a family barbecue. It's that time of year, you know what I'm saying? But again, go back to like my kind of family where it's not just fam, family and friends and whoever just is on the street, they show up. And we're, and we're there and we're having a good time, but there's conversations that are going on at this family get-together. And let's say the conversations might be like about, a trip, like, hey, we're all going to go. You hear like, hey, what about this? We're going we're to go to Florida. But you're like, man, I, I don't really know much about that. And then you're eating over here, right, having a drink. Like, okay, here's another pocket. And like, they're talking about going to Florida. Now, this is getting weird because like they know something about it. And then I hear it over here, but I don't really know what's going on here. And it's like now it's getting awkward. It's like I got my aunts are talking about it, and I got my uncles talking about it. And I'm like, I go with mom and dad, like, hey, what's going on with this trip? And like, yeah, there's a trip, but you didn't know. No, I, I didn't really know about it. It's like, am I even in this family for crying out loud? Are we not friends here? And now it's weird. Um, we are getting a new building at this church. And we have a lot of new people at this church that have been here since like August. And the, a lot of you have heard about this building. You're like, I hear people talking about it. I'm, I think there's something going on with the building. I don't really know what's going on. But it seems like people who have been here for a while know what's going on. And now it's kind of awkward for you. So we're just going to get the awkward stuff out of the way today. Okay? If you are visiting... You need to understand something. We normally go through books of the Bible. We just concluded Ephesians. That's how we roll here. Ever so often we'll do what we're going to do today. Not very often. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're visiting, it's going to be weird for you today. Okay? I want you to come back. Uh, this is not normal. Now, that being said, those of you who have been with us, we just finished the book of Ephesians. And one of the main themes of this book is that, is that God, Jesus said he was going to build his church, and God built his church and that there's this new organic building that's called the church that's us that actually has nothing to do with with physical brick and mortar but there's a building and then we even went a lot of you have these have stickers I didn't bring my phone up that, that said build blank and some of you've given focus to maybe building a, a stronger marriage building better friendships building building better discipleship and we got this sort of theme running in and out of our church through a lot of uh, a lot of our people, and there's this idea of build, and then we literally are building a building. 
So we're going to get the awkward conversation out. For those who are new and are like, man, I've heard about this, we're, we're going to try to bring a bunch of clarity. And we're going to talk about money today. So that's just what we're going to do, and we're not going to apologize it, but we're specifically going to talk about giving, okay? Now, first, what I want to do, I want to celebrate. We need to celebrate. We need to know where we've been before we know where we're going. And we know that Hill City Church, over, over the last six years specifically, but even this building thing has been going on for about two to three, I guess four, I don't know how long, long time. And Hill City, the Lord has, you have been generous. The Lord has blessed through his people. We had a property donated to us that's just about a mile east of here. And then we did a campaign because there was a nasty, janky, horrible building on top of this property. And it was, you couldn't use it. So we, we did a campaign to tear that thing down. And we tore it down and we got it pad ready. Um, and then we, I mean, we had we had plans, we had everything going, and then... Uh, a little pandemic hit and a lot of things changed but we wrote it out we made the changes that we needed to 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 make and then and then we said no we're moving forward and we and we we made pledges as a church we had people that made two-year commitments here's what I'm going to give for this building and you guys have done incredible we'll probably talk about that uh, here in a minute if if I get to it so that's where we've been so what I want to do today, we're going to, uh, Pastor Michael is going to have you direct your attention to the screen. So let's talk about kind of where we are today and where we're going. But Michael Robinson. Hey Hill City, Pastor Michael here. And if you've been by our property recently, you've seen a ton of activity. Beams going up, dirt being moved, all kinds of stuff. Well, it's time for us to start updating each other and following along as we go down this path of watching our building grow, our permanent home. So you're asking, how do I do that? How do I be a part of this? Well, hillcitysgf.org forward slash build is gonna house a lot of information. We're gonna have multimedia, we're gonna have visuals, we're gonna have walkthroughs with some familiar faces that's gonna show you on the ground what's going on. Also, our social media platforms are gonna be heavily, heavily produced by our media team with information as we go along. Hey, I know we've all been praying for this and, and we want to see how God is going to use this building to equip our church for the future. So we're going to ask you to continue praying and being a part of this process until we move in early in 2023. Hey, is he a natural or what? He's going to like go on KY3 or something. That was good. So here's what I want to do now. So a lot of you have seen the, the screens out there, but what I want us to do together in here is, is how about we, we just take a little tour, and I'll, try, I'll talk us through it, but, but what we'll do is we'll start on the outside, right? This is what Hill City's going to look like on the outside. Uh, that there is the east side of the building. Now we're coming here to the north side on around, and man, can we just, can we just praise God for the parking lot that we're going to have? Yeah. And all the mamas with babies are like, yeah, all the dads dropping them off and driving through. Anyway, so now we're coming, we're coming around to the west side here. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So, so you, can see, uh, you can see that back portion on the south. We're going to show you a picture of, of, of the progress today in a minute, not yet. Uh, so this front, part, this front part here is not, they have not started that yet. So 
Those of you who drive by the property, that portion right there is what you're seeing on the property right now. So then if we go to the inside, now specifically the atrium. Listen, I love the Galois. Look at this. I love the Galois Theater, but like we have no place to hang out before and after church, right? And we're going to have that now. This space is going to be really big. The restrooms will be there. On the other side of that wall right there will be all of our Hill City Kids area. And then behind uh, where we're looking, which we'll do a circle here in a minute, this is right there is where you walk into uh, our auditorium where we will have our gatherings. Um, those are garage doors that are going to go up and down for whenever we're going to need that. Um, anyway, I think that's, uh, man, that's like, I think that's real Hill City people, actually. I don't know. Okay, so that's inside. Um, that's outside. What, here's what I want to do today, because a lot of you don't live on that side of town. Maybe you come from the west side or south side. So I was like, Michael, I need you to just go over there. He, he literally drove over to our property this morning, took a picture. Literally, this is what the property looks like to date, right here. All right? And again, that's just that backside. So where all that lumber and stuff is up front, that's going to be our kids' area. or where those, You see where all our bathrooms are going to be right there with all the, the PVC pipe coming up out of the concrete. So listen, things are happening. Is this awesome or what? Things are happening. Right? So you need to know, those of you, and again, I'm still talking to like the cousins and the new brothers and sisters that are like, man, okay, now I know some things, okay? So we're just removing the awkward. Why are we doing this? Because I know what everybody's thinking. This theater's awesome. Is this theater awesome? Come on. We, I love this place. It is. It's just, but we, we just need to talk about some things. What do we get? This is going to mitigate some, some risk of increased rent. And I'm not necessarily even talking about uh, the theater. So this week, uh, Michael Robinson had to work a deal to, uh, with a new rental agreement that we hadn't had for parking because we were taking up some parking where there weren't permits. We, you all don't have permits for some of those, right? So like, you all can't park there anymore. So we had to work out a deal. So just a little bit of increased cost. These things have been happening. You saw the beautiful picture of our future parking lot. So, and then we're gonna, we are going to have worship space anytime we want it. This, this place is awesome. Look around. It's just that we can't just get in here anytime we want it. We can do Sunday mornings, uh, but it's hard to get all of us together outside of that. We're going to have increased classroom space. And I mean, that, I mean for like adult classroom and training and discipleship, but absolutely our Hill City Kids space is going to get bigger. And guess what? Our Hill City Kids are getting bigger. I mean, we just keep making babies. I'm never going to quit saying this, <laughs> just so you know. Okay, and it's just, it's, just, it's just a great thing. Um, we, I already mentioned the atrium. I mentioned the parking lot. We're just going to get a lot with this property, okay? So here, here's what I want to do. I want to just, just want to throw out an invitation for everybody. So, so the idea is we are trying to move in to this building two weeks before Easter. That's what we're shooting for. Two weeks before Easter is the goal. Listen. If y'all just moved to Missouri and you don't understand this state, that may not happen. Okay? This is Missouri. So we don't know. But that's a goal. So what I would like for you guys to do, those of you who maybe, I want to invite you. It would be unloving to not invite you in on this and just say, hey, you can jump in for a, a 10-month commitment. The way a lot of people here have jumped in and they, they've said, hey, for the next two years, here's what we were going to give toward this building. I want to invite some of you in on a 10-month commitment. 
out there when you leave, we are going to have commitment cards that, that all of our people filled out for their two-year commitments. And you just take one of those home. Don't fill it out today. If you're married, talk to your spouse and just see what the Lord would have you do to jump in with us uh, on, this, on this project. And then for those of you who have committed, uh, Michael is, is tabbing this. Like we, you guys are crushing it. Like uh, we're, we're, we're a little over halfway. Uh, the commitments are coming in. Here's what I would challenge you. Finish strong. Right, finish strong. That's that's the hard part about anything is finishing well. And I know you guys will do it. You've been so faithful, and I just I just want to commend you and tell you, man, it's it's a uh, it just nearly brings me to tears with what those of you are doing for Hill City Church. And then obviously we can never just assume this. We have got to continue to pray over this building. Listen, if you would ever follow me home, you'd be like, this dude has lost his marbles. When I drive by that property, I'm just telling you right now, I'm, and I've, I've shared this with you before, but I'm, gonna share, I mean, I'm driving, I'm looking, and I'm just like, my hands are out, and I'm just doing this, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing this. And like, I'm praying, and I'm asking God to do things, and I'm just praying over the property. I've been doing this since the janky old building was there. I'm just like, earthquake, take it down. <laughs> I mean, I'm praying for a lot of stuff. I really, I really am. And, and I live that way, so I drive, I pass it all the time, and I pray over that property every time I drive by. I know, so those of you who drive by, pray over it. Those of you who don't drive by, continue to pray. We want to see literally thousands, beyond our time, thousands of people pass from death to life in this building. All right, there's just a lot to pray for. And then we have a Vision Sunday coming up in August. We're going to let you guys know about that. We'll get with our covenant members in July. But we have some vision that the Lord has put on, on the elder's heart. We've passed it on to our staff. I'm really excited about the next four to five years at this church. And I can't wait to share that with you. And, and a lot of it is including uh, things that are going to happen in this, in this new property. Okay? And then give. I want you to give. And, and this transitions us to this conversation that we're getting ready to have today on giving, okay? Now, I know what some of you are thinking, um, and, and if, um, maybe not just visitors, but like I just know what some people think, right? And it's like, all right, here we go again. I love this church. I, I wanted to come to this church, and here you are. You're just like all of them. You're just trying to get my money. Okay, and maybe you're visiting and you're just like, you know what, I, I'm just trying to come to church, hear a good sermon, get back to the house, and here you got to go talking about money, okay? Listen, I am not sorry. I'll just get that out of the way. I'm not sorry I'm talking about this, okay? I am sorry that you feel that way, if that's you. Jesus talked about money more than he talked about anything else, Um. But you have to understand, too, like we have a lot of new people in this church. And when I say that, we have a lot of young people, really young people. Side note, this is our last week. With a lot of our college students are going home this, this finals week, and they're going to be out of here. We need to pray for them. Let's remember them, okay? But I'm not just talking about college students. We have a lot of young people. We have a lot of new believers. And here's the reality. For those of us who are raised in church or we understand this, we've just been doing this for a while, like you there are a lot of people who were never taught about this from their mom and dad, from anybody. We, we've had them on our staff. It was, it's awesome. We have these conversations. The people on our staff are like, hey, I, I never knew anything really about this. And, and those of us who get in, we just start assuming, okay? And it's actually quite unloving if we would never 
talk about this, okay? So, let me talk to those of you who are like, no, I get this. I've been doing this forever. I know this. You need to understand there are discipleship moments, formation moments all around you. You can grab some of these new believers. You can grab some of these young people. You can go to coffee. And you know what you can talk about? Money. Because it tells a lot about our lives. Like there's some discipleship to, to, that, that needs to be happening here in every category of life. So now let me just be vulnerable with you quickly because I had to do this with the staff. I had to do this with the elders. And I'm going to do it with you guys. Like I have not led well in this. I'm gonna, I've repented of this. I'm going to ask you guys to give me grace and forgive me on this. When it comes to teaching about this, when it comes to talking about this, let me just give you one example. I, I've been pretty quick to make jokes about me not mentioning tithing and giving at the end of gatherings. Everybody heard those jokes before, right? And it's like, and again, God still does what he's going to do, even with my stupidity, but you have to understand, I'm, I, I was convicted because, you know, I'm making jokes about not providing further worship opportunities for the people of Hill City. This is part of what we do, the people of God. And I just want you to know I'm sorry about that. I'm not going to do that anymore on purpose or just flippantly. Like it, it, I mean, I, I, it's not that I did it on purpose, but I've, I've got to take it more seriously. And, and listen, one of the scariest Bible verses for Brad is in Hebrews. And I, and I, talk, I talk about this in covenant membership where I'm like, man, if I, I think if I'd really read this and digested this, I, I'd be like, maybe I should just stay in education. <laughs> and, and, and it's in Hebrews where it says that an elder of a church, pastor of a church, is going to stand before the creator of the universe and I'm going to give an account for you guys. I'm going to give an account for your souls and how you lived your lives. And I just thought, as, as I'm studying for this, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So, so you got a young college student comes to our church. They start following Jesus. They've been at Hill City or however many years or whatever. And it's like, and, and they, go, they go to be with the Lord, and it's like, and they're going to tell the Lord, hey, that dude never taught me about this. Can you, I, I try to imagine, I'm like, oh, no. I'm not going to let that happen. Like, that's another reason that I'm not sorry to do this. Like, I've got to stand before God with this. Okay, that's a really, uh, really big deal. So, I want to encourage you today. I hope that I can inspire most of you. We need a theology of giving. And specifically, we need a theology of giving our money. So, like, we've got to go to the Bible. Let's get God's opinion, as Danny Mac always tells us to do. And here's the thing, we always hear this in church, right? We want to give, we want to give, we want to be good stewards, and we give it of our time and our talents and our, you guys heard this before? Maybe not, you're not with me today, wake it up. Our time, talents, and treasures. Anybody heard that before? Right? Our time, our talents, and our treasures. But what happens in the church is like, yes, I'm going to give the Lord my time, yeah, I'm going to give him my talents. I'm going to take my talents to Hill City. It's a LeBron James joke. Okay, another sports thing, whatever. But we're like, hey, my time and my talents and my treasure. I'm going to give my time, Lord. I'm going to offer you my talents, Lord, and some of my treasure. 
You see what I'm saying? So, like, like, undeniably, we're talking about treasure today, okay? Um, let's start with this. Giving of our treasure is not for God. He has no needs. He doesn't need your money. It's all already his. Giving of your treasure is for you and what it does in your heart and what it does in your life. And I actually think a better word than giving is actually returning. Don't think I'm giving of my tithe. No, I'm just returning something that was never mine to begin with. Right? So when we think giving, let's just take that word out and put returning. We're just going to return to God what was already his anyway. And it is for us. So, so then we got to talk about, okay, man, why don't people give? Specifically to the local church, what is it about giving? Why don't people give? And one of, it, one of the main reasons is ignorance. Now listen, I'm not saying that derogatorily. I'm saying there are a lot of people who just never been taught about this. They don't even know that this is a thing. And for some of us who raise in church, we're like, what? And so like, we, we just have, we got to have grace and not be arrogant and self-righteous. And though some people just don't know about this. Another thing is fear. Some people are just scared, like, man, what, and, it's, and it's like, man, what will happen if I give this, then what will happen over here? And, and there's a fear, and we can grow uh, in, in our trust of the Lord in this. Some people don't do it because they're hard-hearted. Another word would be self-righteous. Like, for, this is weird, but this happens, okay, where it's like, yeah, I'm coming to this church, but I'm not giving anything to them. And it's like, why? Well, because they don't do it right. They don't do what they should do. And then I'm like, then I'm confused at why this is your church. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's not that I'm inviting anyone to leave. I'm just like, that, that's kind of a self-righteous stance. And, and I would pray that the Lord would soften your heart this morning. And listen, I'm, and, and, and finally, there's, a, there's another reason that maybe some people don't give, and it's just that they're not God's kid. They're here, and it's just like it doesn't matter to them. The things of God doesn't matter to them, and they're here for a spouse, or they're just here because they're trying to find a girlfriend or whatever it is. It's like you're just not God's kid yet. And I would pray that the Lord somehow would invade your heart and cause you to pass from death to life through what we talk about today. So that's why people don't give. That's not an exhaustive lift. That's just, that's just, that's just uh, some reasons why people do not give. So why give? Like, why, you're telling me to do this. Why should I do this? Okay, now, just perk your ears up. This is the most important thing you're going to hear today. It's not about the building. It's not about a tithe. This is the most important thing you're going to hear today. Okay, why give? Quite simply, the gospel. The gospel. That's why we give. Like, we had a rich king. We have a rich king. But he became poor so that we then could become rich. And again, that's not my opinion. We want to get God's opinion. So 2 Corinthians, I'm just going to turn there. And I have a lot of verses today, and, and I don't have slides, and I did that on purpose. I just, we're just having a conversation, so you're just going to let me uh, thumb through and find these passages and give me grace in that too, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. This should sound basically exactly what I, like what I just told you. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whew, thank goodness for that. Anybody? It's the gospel. That though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. That's our story. 
That's what, for those of us who pass from death to life, that's the gospel, that's good news, that's our story. So why do we give? Because that's what our king did. Financial giving, specifically, financial giving is an overflow of salvation. Let me say it this way. Financial giving is an overflow of your adoption. Your dad owns everything. The Bible says he owns a cattle on a thousand hill. We don't know what that means. That's weird. We don't even say that stuff anymore. Here's what that means. He's filthy, filthy rich. He owns everything. That's your dad. Giving is an overflow of our adoption. So another thing, that dad, I just our father, he gives fully. He withholds no good thing from us. Did you know that? That's, that's our king. That's our God. Now, now here's the deal. I'm just going to give you an example of how this plays out for me, how I know God withholds no good things. I love the outdoors. I love to hunt. I've got buddies here at this church I've hunted with. If you've ever just been outside in a spring morning when the sun comes up and the woods are really quiet, if you're not done this, just do it. You don't, you don't have to kill anything. Just go do this. And it's quiet. And there's some weird noises, but then like the sun starts to come up and you start hearing the birds, right? And then you have a sunrise and sometimes like there's dew and then there's fog. And it's like, listen to me, it's breathtaking. God gave that to me. That's incredible. Like if you've ever went hiking, I, I was able to hike at Glacier National Park, okay? Way up in the northwest. Listen to me. It'll take your breath away. God just gave that. Now, here's what's crazy. Both of those things I just told you, he gives that even to people who hate him. That's incredible. He is a giver. He withholds no good thing. That's our dad. That's pretty awesome. We need to be like our dad. And if I don't, listen, I'm just going to tell you one more beautiful thing takes my breath away, where I'm like, this is, if you've ever walked into Bush Stadium, okay, and you see, listen, it's the most beautiful place on the world. It's a gift from God. And, I, and listen, I, I'm, I'm not kidding, like, it is a gift from God. And we are able to just freely receive those gifts. You know what I'm saying? So, so that then frees us up to give like our Father. Another reason that we give, not just to be like our Father, giving is part of every relationship. Some of you are like, man, I've been in a relationship with just a taker, taker, taker. I hope you're not in that relationship anymore. If you are, get out of it. It's going to end poorly anyway. But in relationships, it's, you, it's part of every relationship. Giving is part of every relationship. So even in our relationship to God, giving needs to be part of that relationship. Another reason we need to give, the early church did this like crazy. Like our brothers and sisters who went before us did this like crazy. So obviously you can go to Acts chapter 2. When I say crazy, like that, that was crazy in Acts chapter 2, right? They were selling everything they owned and brought it back. It was like uh, almost like cultish, right? 
But they did it, and it's what they had to do, and it was awesome. And the world took notice, like, wow, this, this is like something I've never seen. Go read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I'll hit that in a minute. But, but, but even if I go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 15, this is, this is the first church, local church, that ever gave in the history of local churches. This is pretty awesome. The church in Philippi, which was one of the churches in Macedonia. Listen to this. And you, Philippians, you yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church, no church entered partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. So just for a minute, let's just stop. Where would we be without the church in Philippians, or the Philippian church? Where would we be? Praise God that they started something that still continues thousands and thousands of years later. Another reason that we must give is because the Bible tells us to do it. In this church, you need to understand, we believe the Bible is God's true word. We believe the Bible is the final authority in our lives. We obey the Bible. What the Bible says, we do. What the Bible says don't do, we don't do. The Bible says we should give, that's what we do. Now, lastly, I can't fully explain what I'm getting ready to tell you. Some people have tried. They've butchered it. I'm just going to ask you for grace. Here's another reason that you need to give. Because somehow, some way, you get a significant ROI on that investment. That's what the Bible teaches. You get a significant return of investment. Like, this is the area where God says, listen, here's what I want you to do. Put me to the test. Give and see what I don't do. Give and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing. Okay, now where this gets tricky is what we might think blessing is. Now, for some of us, for some of you, for some of God's people, it does mean that he will bless them financially. Not all of us. Okay, but it does mean that there are some of you in here that have the absolute gift of like, like the Lord has blessed you. You've been faithful with little. Now you have much and you continue to give much. God did that. God does that for people. Not for everyone, but I know this. He will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing. And I think that's okay to give with that in mind. Matthew chapter 6. This is when Jesus does Sermon on the Mount. We'll talk about this in a minute. Jesus himself talks about a reward. So like we can't like, oh, oh, that's not, we don't need to talk about that. No, Jesus talked about that. There's some kind of reward with giving. It's not going to be the same for all of us, but Jesus talked about so that's our why and I got to be honest with you like I don't have some like inspirational why to share with you why Jenny and I give I don't both of our parents taught us this it's all we've ever known we got we did it before we got married we do it when we're married it's just what we do I know that's uninspiring I'm sorry it's all I got we just do it the Bible tells us to do it we do it we enjoy doing it we do it the best we can I'm a simpleton you're like, we knew that, Brad. Okay? 
But, but I just want to be careful with sharing stories about like, well, this person started giving and, man, they weren't able to pay their bills, but they started giving. And next thing you know, they, they had everything paid for and they were filthy rich. Like, I'm just, I'm just really careful with stories like that because that just doesn't happen for everybody. Okay? So, you're like, all right, Brad, that's good. I do give. But we now we have to talk about, well, to whom do we give? Right? This, this kind of matters. And, and listen, there are, there are multiple ways to give. And I'm just going to give you a few, but then we're going to land on one. But, like, you need to give to the local church where you attend. The church you call home, you need to give to that local church. We also give to fellow believers who are not part of our local church. The Bible says we're actually supposed to give to our family. Like, when, when it talks about widows... The, fam- the, the family is supposed to take care of the widow first, and where, they, where the family doesn't take care of the widow, then the local church steps in. But family is, is, is supposed to be taken care of by family. We're supposed to give to our neighbors. We're supposed to give to our enemies. Like, there are a lot of avenues of giving, but today I just want to talk to you about the local church because we do need to give to the local church. Like, well, why should I? Well, I think it's a matter of integrity, and I think it's a matter of obedience. Well, let's talk about integrity. It's, it's a little awkward to draw upon the resources of a place and then not give to that place. Like it's just a matter of integrity. You should give to the local church. You're here. If you come here regularly, you're able to experience all this, the worship, the singing, this theater. Like listen, and all the adults in the room know this isn't free. Nothing is. All the adults in the room know it takes money to make things work. So obedience, and here's what we know about obedience, moms and dads, just give me an amen right after this. It, it's hard. It's like it's not the easiest thing to do, and our kids prove this to us every day. And we get angry at our kids when they don't obey, but then it's like we don't. And it's like it's okay for us, but it's not okay for them. Like obedience is hard, and this giving is a matter of obedience. Listen, I'll just give you a practical one too, why you want to give to this local church. We want to plant churches. It's, we are going to do that. And we, it, that does not happen without the finances to get churches planted in other cities. That's a big deal. Okay? So, so, you, so I'm just, listen, we, you need to give to your local church. Well, then how should I give to the local church? And what I mean by that is like, how much, what should it look like, how do I give to the local church? And I just want to tell you this. Let's go Old Testament first. And, and this, Danny Mack and I were talking, he said this sentence, it was profound, and I'm like, okay, this, this is kind of changing my, this is making me think. And here's the sentence, here's what he said. The Old Testament was Jesus' Bible. You're like, okay, neat, Brad, why did you tell me that? Give me grace. I might be wrong in what I'm getting ready to teach you. Are you with me? If you're new here, I have to say this a lot. I might be wrong. I wasn't wrong in what I taught you last week. That's why I didn't say that. I might be wrong. Okay? The Old Testament was Jesus' Bible. I think we should actually pay more attention to the 10% as opposed to less. Now, how did I get there? And, and we say, I think 10% for the 
this room because we're all Americans. We all drove a car here. We all have a roof over our head. I think 10% is a starting point for how we should give. I just think it is. Why? Because when Jesus talked about the Old Testament, okay, think Sermon on the Mount. Here's what he said. You have heard it said, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I say, ring a bell for anybody? You have heard it said, but I say, in every instance, Jesus heightened what was said in the Old Testament. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't like, hey, you have said do not commit adultery, but I say just two or three girls a week you can lust after. You don't. But that's kind of like how we approach the giving side of things. Now, he didn't say this about giving, so don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like, he heightened things that were said in the Old Testament. He heightened them. And I think, actually, I actually think that he did this. Uh, I do think he did this when it comes to the tithe. And again, I could be wrong. I think there are some people that disagree with me, and there are some people that agree with me. But in Matthew chapter 23, 23. Matthew 23, 23. Just check this out. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe. And then he said what they tithe meant, Dale Cumin. That's like, that, that, that's what they tithe. But you have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. Well, that's a problem. They tithed, but then they, they rejected justice and mercy and faithfulness. Jesus goes on to say this. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Now, that's subtle. But in other words, he's saying this. You tithe. But you neglected justice and mercy. Listen to me. You should have tithed and not neglected justice and mercy. Are you with me? I think this is a passage to me. I'm going this passage going, oh, Jesus, he dug the tithe. He wasn't like, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. And I know we talk about generous giving, and, and, and I think we need to do that, but I think it's a good starting point. Now, that, that's Old Testament. What about New Testament? I already told you about Acts 2. They, they, they went wild there. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, I'd challenge you to go read this. He talks about, and I, I'm gonna talk, let me talk to college students because I know college students, you know, they're known for being poor, right? Which I think is a myth, but whatever. But the church, the church in Corinth they were poor. And you know what they did? They gave. And the Bible says this in, in verse 3. It says they, they didn't give out of what they didn't have. They gave out of what they had. So they didn't sit and reflect on, oh, here's what I don't have. Here's what I'm going to struggle with. Here's what I don't, here's what I'm not going to get. Nope. They're like, oh, here's what I do have. Okay, I'm going to give it. And they were poor. And then, and then Paul goes on to say, listen, you need to excel in this area. And we need to excel in our giving. So we give first, we give generously, we give sacrificially, we give joyfully. And we give to our local church. And I'm not sorry about this. And it's not that, listen, I don't want anything from any of you. 
I don't. God's taking care of me and Jenny. God's taking care of this church. I want, I do want some things for some of you who have not experienced the freedom that comes when you are generous. There's a freedom that comes when you're generous. And I said this at, I said this at Steak and Stogie's the other night. If you wait until you love being generous to be generous, you'll never be generous. Our practices shape our loves. We say that around here a lot. You start being generous, even practicing generosity, even when it's hard, even when you don't like it, you're going you're gonna to learn to love generosity and giving. I want that freedom for you. And I want blessing. Good gravy, I want blessing for all of you. I want the windows of heaven to be opened up and God to just dump it all over your heads. I want that for all of you. I'm living in it. I'm just telling you, I'm living in it right now. The blessing of, I mean, I could just go on and on on how the Lord's blessed me. I'm not even talking about financially. And then finally, I want to tell you this. Stand with me. If you're serving communion, I want you to come forward. We're going to be done. I just want to tell you about something that I think would be so devastating. Something that I think would be so devastating is that if the people of Hill City were people that had plenty to live on but nothing that they were living for. Does that not describe our world? America. We have, Americans have so much to live on but so many people are not living for anything. And I think that's the call of God on our life, that we live for something. And we're going to receive communion. This, listen, what we're celebrating at the table, it's what we live for. It's what we give to. We want to see more and more of these baptisms. We want to see, we want to see church plants. We want to see thousands. And I'm, listen, I'm not saying this like, this ain't metaphor. I'm talking thousands. I'm praying for thousands of people to pass from death to life in that new building. Okay, that's not metaphor like, Lord, give us a lot. No, thousands. That's what I'm asking God to do. It isn't going to happen if we don't give. But if we don't understand what we're giving out of, then it's never going to happen. We had a rich king who became poor. And he, listen, nothing on the planet more generous has ever been done than what we're getting ready to celebrate at the table. Nothing. He gave his life so that we could have life. We're going to celebrate that together. If you're new, you'll come down these middle aisles. We have stations here under the light. You'll have a bread. You'll have a piece of bread torn for you. That, that is the body of our generous king. And it will be dipped into the bowl representing the blood of our generous king that was spilled on our behalf. You'll exit out this way. If you're in the back half of the room, we have station for you. We have station in the balcony. For those of you who would rather gluten-free, we do have some down here. I know some of you are going to need to do that. Let's do this this morning with grateful hearts and ask the Lord where we might grow in our generosity.